Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. I, I remember we were sitting in our in the back yard one day and the kids were playing all four of them were all playing in the backyard and I looked at Josh and I was like I feel like I can breathe now like I feel like we're smooth like this is the the family is we're good you know like everybody's acclimated everybody's we've arrived yeah yeah exactly we can sit down and take a breath now and Josh said uh oh uh oh so so, yeah so let's uh (laughs) what did you do Josh let's do a quick recap so originally Courtney the Lord spoke to Courtney and said you know you need to adopt and Josh was, uh, no, we don't. Uh, we're good. Yeah. Well, you know, if you recall from earlier as we were talking, you know, our our oldest biological daughter, she had a dream, and she had a dream about Elizabeth. And that's what I'm still waiting on. Absolute, Where's she? Absolutely. Right? So, so she had this dream about Elizabeth, and God blessed us with two little boys. And I told Courtney, I said, well, Elizabeth is still out there, and she's still waiting on us. And... Uh, now the roles have been reversed. Yeah, because I told him, look, you were asleep through all yeah, of that I, no, mess. No, she said I was comatose, which I was. <laughs> I'm not going to deny that. You were comatose <laughs> through all of that. Uh, I had to deal with that. I'm, I don't think I could do that again. I don't think so, I could do so that So you're again. done. Yeah, I said I, I just don't think before, I could do that. Before, you were, let's go get them. Yeah. But yeah. now you're done. Yeah. Josh before was like, no, nah, I don't know. Uh, now he's saying, "Hey, let's go do it. Yep. Let's go get her." Completely so the reversed. table really turned here, it, didn't it? It really did, and you know, and that's definitely a God thing because, in and of myself, you know, again, no matter how selfless we like to think we are, there's always that selfishness that's still, still in us. And uh, I look, I I was part of the of the trauma and the chaos uh, coming home, not as much as Courtney was. Um, but I remembered it all. Now, I was also of the mindset that, you know, hey, uh, Elizabeth is still out there, and uh, I'm not going back to China, but you can. No. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I'm oh. going to stay right here in the good old U.S. and I'll, I'm glad I'm on this side of the yeah, table. I will hold from the y'all. Fort. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's when I said, hey, uh, Elizabeth is still out there, and we need to go get her. Why did you say, let's go get her? What drove you to say she's still there because the Lord showed you something, right? Well, that, that, Is that what fed this? So, you know, I can't, I can't narrow it down to a single thing other than the fact that God had laid a little girl, I guess, on my heart when we began this process because that was my expectation. We're going to China. We're going to get a girl. And, uh, and, and so it wasn't that God spoke to me through his word or audibly uh, or through somebody else. I just knew in my heart 
that she was still out there. And he was telling you this is the, what's going to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and of course, you know, by this point, I had forgotten about our oldest daughter's dream. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, it wasn't until later through the process once, you know, again, you know, Courtney and you can jump in any time. You know, Courtney had said that well, we can't afford this and, yeah. and China's not going to allow it because China, the way they set – I guess the bar for adoptive families is you have to have a, an income to family member ratio. And if you don't meet that ratio, you are not qualified to adopt. And she's like, look, I'll show you on paper how we don't qualify. Yeah. And so, so now the, the system said no. The system. Yeah. The system said no. So we now have a family of six, six yeah. on the same income from before. And so it was like, there's no way these numbers are not going to add up. And so he said, okay, well, that's fine, but I'm just telling you, she's still out there. And so he went to work the next day, and I, the, the kids were having nap time. The older kids were at the neighbor's house, and I'm sitting on my computer, you know, going to fill out the paperwork and, you know, just prove to my husband that, you know, he's wrong. Because yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, that's what's important. Yeah, yeah, proving that he's wrong. And so – as I'm sitting on my computer, my email pops up, and there was a, an email from a friend that I hadn't seen in years, and she lives in Germany. Oh, wow. And she just sent this email. She said, I feel like the Lord's telling me to tell you that you're being disobedient. <laughs> you can't get away, can you? No, no. <laughs> delete, delete, delete. Right, right. Well, then, I mean, over the course of about 30 minutes, I had four more people send me emails from all walks of life that don't know each other who essentially sent the same email. You're being disobedient. What are you telling God no to? Okay, and friends, now here, I'm going to go again. I'm going to bring this back around to a very core issue again. You're wondering, how did these people know? How could this happen? This sounds a little outlandish to me. I want you to remember, Josh and Courtney both said, Lord, you're going to have to do this. And even when you forgot the dream Mm -hmm. about the daughter yet to come, even though you faltered and fell out of that, I don't even recall it anymore. You were sick since then. <laughs> yeah. You, it was, it was out of your hands, but it was in God's because you put it in his hands. Correct. So he's still working. He's got people emailing. You're, be, you're being disobedient. They're pressing you. You had the person give you $8,000 when you came up right. short. God was doing this because you gave it to him to do it. Well, and I also feel like, you know, God speaks to all of us. We are his children, and we know his voice. And that voice can come in many different ways. Sure. And I think Josh and I are knuckleheads, and we I need a too. little. We need a little more yelling. <laughs> he needs to talk to us a little bit louder <laughs> than he would other people. Well, you're just I don't like know. me. You know. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, to, to, to all y'all listening, you thinking, man, I'm a knucklehead too. You're all in good company. We're all the same. We're all we're all with you. Amen. So I get this emails and I and I I just slam my computer shut and the next thing I know my two oldest come out, come in the house and they said one of them said when are we going back and I said what are you talking about well when are we going back to China because we had taken them with us the first go around and I was like yeah just go to your room <laughs> we don't want to talk about go, that go do something <laughs> and then the 
the uh, the other one said, "Hey, I want to place an order. I want a little brother, oh. <laughs> and I don't want them that little because you know the little babies are kind of annoying. I'd like one a little bit older." I'm like, "That's not how this works. Go to just go. We all leave me alone in the middle of getting all these emails." So I filled out. You're having a time. I was having a time, yeah. so I filled out the paperwork for Josh. I'm going to prove to Josh that we are not. That this just, isn't working. It's not working. Yeah. And so I filled out the paperwork. I submitted it to the adoption agency, and they immediately responded. Well, well, usually once you submit this particular form, it takes a couple of weeks. Ten, yeah, 10 business days, yeah. they said. Yeah. They were like, congratulations. Boom. You're good. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> and so you're trying to disprove him. Yeah, yeah. And you actually ended up proving him. Yes. I ended up proving him. I have these emails. I have my kids. This is recorded, right? Yeah. I was, I was right. <laughs> no, God was Again? right. <laughs> there you go. Again, I'm on the opposite side of the table from y'all for a reason. So, yeah. So, so now you have this paper in hand that says, yep, she's still out there. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. we started the process uh, just as we did um, with the first adoptions. Just started a – It was a long – it was a long – it's a long story, but to make it shorter – this file ended up in our lap that shouldn't have ended up in our lap. Yep. And we started looking at this file and they had all of these details in there that had been in our daughter's dream and that she had had, she had had surgery on her foot. She had had all of these things that, that um, it talked about. The, that was the details of, right. of the girl. Some of the details. Yeah. And the, and the, From the dream, the thing too, is that they had named her Elizabeth. They had given her, the English name. And so, uh, I mean, she had a Chinese name, but a lot of times the agencies will slap an English name on there. And it was that one. And so we were, okay, all right. It's like, how much it. more do you need right, to hear? Right, right. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, this this is it. This is. So what did you do? Just, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, right. we did it. We just went for it. We we went for it. But what was surprising is it was 11. She was 11 years old. Yeah, and, she was a preteen. And we. That, that's a tough that's age because she grew up a lot by she, year. Yeah, yeah. So she had a whole lifetime of of baggage to bring along with her, you know, or experiences, I should say. To bring with her, whereas, whereas the boys didn't. They were they were a year and a half old, so they don't hardly remember. Right, yeah. right. So easier to adapt into our culture, all that. So yeah. this is an older girl. Yes, she was a promised girl. Yes, yes, because yes. of the dream. Correct. Yes. What I'm trying to lead to before we move on, and friends, uh, remember they turned it over to the Lord. I want you to hear Numbers 23 verse 19 it says, "God is not a man that he should lie." nor a son of man that he should repent, has he said and will he not do, or has he spoken and will he not make it good? Hmm. He had spoken, and even though you forgot and you were sick, and even though you said, no, I'm done, <laughs> y'all both said, no, we're done at some point. Mm-hmm. Now God said, is saying, but wait a minute, I am a fulfiller of promise, and he's going to do it. Right. Yep. Despite what you think. <laughs> That's what I think is great about this. He's going to fulfill promise despite what you thought. Okay? Now what? Well, now, obviously, we're still – we have to fundraise. You know, there's there's no way that, that we can, you know, foot this bill alone. But now that we're dealing with a preteen who speaks Mandarin and I speak bad Texan, we're going to have to figure something out. And so we reached out to the Chinese community. Uh, there in our area, 
and began fostering relationships with the Chinese community. And those relationships just grew and grew. And and, uh, even to this day that uh, we realized that we were sent out. Well, let me back up. So as we began these relationships with the Chinese community, they were in need as they were trying to become an independent church. They'd always been a missionary church, but they really wanted to become independent, and they needed help. And uh, we just so happened to have ministry backgrounds that we could partner with them and kind of help them you know, walk through the process. All right, so, so anyways, as we partnered with the, with the Chinese community on the local level um, and began fostering these relationships, we, we realized that God was calling us to the Chinese ministry. You know, we we were doing ministry as youth pastors at our church, and our church even recognized it. And what was cool is our church actually sent us out as missionaries within our own community. And so we partnered with the Chinese church for the next three years to kind of help them in the process and such, which was a really, really beautiful thing. Uh, but here we are, I guess, kind of d- doubling back. We're, we're bringing a preteen home. And it's going to be challenging, and we recognize that. Yeah, and so the Lord has given us the opportunity to be equipped. So I'm going to pick up – well, let me be clear. Josh said said he's not going back to China, and he did not. So I went with my oldest daughter to go get um, Elizabeth. And so – but God gave us the equipment that we need. We had one of the beautiful Chinese ladies came to our home once a week and taught us Mandarin. And by the way, that is the most difficult language. <laughs> well, you know what I'm finding is amazing here. This was originally about going just to get children, yeah. and now you have all these relationships springing out of the out of everywhere, right? With churches and people coming to teach you, and all this this fellowship family stuff that's going on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God does never throws a stone and hits one bird. He always <laughs> okay. he always hits like eight or ten at a time. So you're getting equipped. Yes, and we're getting equipped, right? So, so We're fostering relationships. Yes. And so we, again, my daughter and I board the plane, and we go and get um, Elizabeth. And so it, it was a difficult trip. She had never seen someone other that, had, that was not Asian. She did not wow. understand that people looked different. She lived a very, very sheltered life. When and, you went to get Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I went to go get her. And so she she was honestly scared. She was scared of me. I mean, and those of you who you can't see me, but I have freckles. And she thought that, that my freckles were going to infect her. Wow. <laughs> and wow. so she wow. she was really kind of scared of us and, and the – Funny eyes and whatever yeah, all that yeah. she saw of you and okay. Yeah. And so and, – and I I can speak some phrases in Mandarin, but then when I get to China to get her, she lives in Xi'an, which is a province that speaks a totally different dialect. And a lot of what they say, the people that speak Mandarin can't understand them. So you're removed twice. I'm removed twice. So even if I use like the translator, it doesn't recognize that dialect. So I'm really up a creek with this. Like I'm, I'm what did I call it? 
doing charades, you know, trying to to figure out how to communicate with, with this your child. hands and motions and all that. Yes. Yeah. So you've got all this, uh, everything stacked against you. Mm-hmm. It looks so impossible. Mm-hmm. You're right back in another rut of God making His power perfected in weakness. Aren't yeah, you? Okay. absolutely. We'll see. And and but the thing about her is that she has a fighting spirit. I mean, I'm talking a huge fighting spirit and not in one of anger or malice, but one of survival. She, she was okay. a country girl. She wasn't a city girl. She was from the country. She was on a farm. Yeah. So, and so she's she, tough. When we got to the, the uh, official city office, we went probably 30 floors in and everything was beautiful on the ground floor. We got up to like the 30th floor and the, elevator opens and it's just dark we walk into this dark little room and there's all of these officials there when i went to china they had problems with their wiring system uh to wire money and i had to walk in with ten thousand dollars oh okay strapped to my chest in a strange place where you don't know the language what are people going to do yeah. if they find out you have it? Yeah, it's, yeah, it can be rough. Yeah, airports were pretty sketchy, and so we get there, and then I convert that ten thousand dollars into Chinese money, wow. and I so I'm literally carrying three big Walmart sacks mm. full of money. Wow! Into this dark. I mean, am I painting a good enough picture here? Gotcha. Into gotcha. this dark room with these people there that, um, you know, I don't know them. They don't know me. And You're really having to trust in the Lord on this. I really am. Lord, I'm protect thinking, me, man. I'm in a- yeah, because it's just her and our oldest biological daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so wow. anyway, so we get there and I'm, I'm early and uh, Elizabeth hasn't gotten there yet. And so I'm waiting on her and she comes. And she is terrified. I, she, you could tell that she was done. She was completely done. She was not going to come with me. She had set her resolve. And I am a blobbering, slobbering mess because not that I'm hurt by her actions because she's refusing to come with me, but that I, I know how terrified she is and I just want to take it away because I'm, whether she knows it or not, I'm her mother, right? And I want to do whatever I can to protect her. And she's terrified of me. She went to the corner of the room and stood with her face in the corner for four hours. Wow, four hours. I am not going with you. Yeah. Oh, she was like, nope, not not happening. And the four. she had. All of these adults that were standing around her and they were just talking, talking, talking. They were promising her the world. You know, you go to America and you can wear high heels. You go to America and they'll give you everything you want. You go to America and you get all of these things and just whatever they could do to get her out of that corner. And And she was I think what the audience also needs to understand is that she had that choice. Even as an 11-year-old girl, she had that choice to say no. We're going to get to that. She could have said no. She could have. But you came all the way. Mm -hmm. The girl of promise is here. She's not coming. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to talk to her for four hours, and she will not budge. Right. What did that require on your part? What did that do to you? You're, You're waiting. I'm waiting. You're waiting. Not once did I doubt. I didn't doubt that she was going to come with me. Not once did I doubt that she was going to come with me. I knew that she would because she... She was mine. 
and there was no no way around that. But I just I think like I had mentioned, I, I was more grieved that she was hurting. You know, like I said, if I could just take it all away, I, I would have taken it all away. So finally, the officials had taken me and our oldest and had ushered us out into the hallway. And they said, maybe you being in here is, is what's making her do this. So we're going to put you in the hallway. And so we were just standing in the hallway and this this woman just walked up to me and she just had the kindest face. It was this Chinese woman. She did not speak English at all, mm-hmm. not a lick of it. And she just walked right up to me and she grabbed my hands and she said, God and Jesus. And she pointed to her heart. She grabbed my hands and she bowed her head and she just prayed. I have no idea what that woman said, but I bowed my head and I just prayed in agreement. Two women who have never met, who are bonded together by the same Lord and Savior, who don't speak the same language, who are praying simultaneously for the same thing, for the same girl, and it was just the most magical moment, right? I just don't have any words to describe it. I I honestly feel like that moment is kind of what heaven's going to be like, that we're just going to be all together in perfect unity no matter what language we speak no matter what we look like no matter Every if we have and yeah. right and no matter if we have freckles that might infect you you know <laughs> um you know but the thing is is the moment she said amen and i think that's what she said okay <laughs> um she stopped praying she stopped praying we're done okay. and i we both looked up and at that moment I just happened to be standing in the right spot that I could see into the room and see Elizabeth with her face in the corner. At that moment is when she turned around and agreed to go with me. She had no idea we were praying in the hallway. She had no idea. You turned this over to the Lord a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. And he worked it through. He did. Amazing. Despite your best abilities, despite your... (laughs) Money, despite your language barrier, despite everything that where you fell short, God did not fall short. Right. What you could never do, he did, because he's not a liar. When he promises, when he speaks, he makes it good. Amen. Amen. So from there, she came with me, and it was it was a rough trip. She pushed every button she could think of. And you know what's funny is... I'm a button pusher too. And so she's just <laughs> Y'all played like her, the battle back she's and just forth, like huh? her mama. I mean, Amazing. I wasn't pushing her buttons, but when I was her age, I would do. We she hopped on an elevator right before the doors closed and I'm standing in the hallway and now my daughter's gone. And I it, things like that. She just was just a little toot. <laughs> and she laughs about it now and she's she she tells me that, you know, she's very sorry. She didn't mean to do that. She just didn't know. So the end of the trip, when you're in China, you have to go to the American consulate. And when the children are 11 years old or higher, they have to stand before the American consulate. They have to agree to become American citizens, and they have to 
you know, make a pledge. They have to raise their right hand and repeat after them. And they have they, they have these hoops that they have to go through to become American citizens because once the plane lands in the United States, everything's done. They are complete American citizens. Thank you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.